You're listening to the Hamilton Today podcast from 900 CHML. Kampala and Batter had been awful in the series. The day before the game, we sat down with the Russians. We agree. From now on, it's Bata Dahlberg. It's the deal we made. Dahlberg is sick. I said, I had breakfast with him. He wasn't sick. Canada was supposed to have first choice on a referee for that game, and our choice was sick. Even though I understand he was at the game. I go outside, get Dahlberg. What's happening? Alan, I can't referee. He told me if I do, I'll never referee another game. Absolute chills when I saw that and hear that and so looking forward to the upcoming series about uh, the 1972 Summit Series between Canada and the Soviet Union called Summit 72. Had a sneak peek of the last show in that particular series which deals with Game 8, which deals with uh, Alan Eagleson and all the problems and joining us for the next few minutes to talk about this particular uh, documentary is Rabbi Backwell. He is the co-writer, co-director of uh, the show number four which deals with game number eight ravi first of all thank you very much i gotta tell you i'm having flashbacks already because i remember living that don't we all of uh, a certain age it's so great to be with you and with your great listeners in hamilton i love my hamilton i love inchbury street where my friends lived when uh. they went to mcmaster it's great to be on your show to talk about this incredible event in Canadian history. It was uh, episode four of this uh, is the last episode, and it deals indeed with with Game 8 alone, and it will take you through a moment, not just of the hockey, but of the culture, of the time, of the tension, and how much was riding on it, and the Henderson goal, and then the aftermath. We get into it. We kind of look at it through a modern lens, so it's going to be a lot of fun. How did you get involved in this series? You know, I am... um, I'm, I'm... I'm a journalist. I work for ABC News in Chicago, but I'm Canadian, and I'm Canadian and a hockey fan. I'm through and through insane about hockey. And my, uh, frankly, my cousin is the famous uh, Jennifer Bagewell, who is the uh, the documentarian, manufactured landscapes, all these other environmental movies. And her husband and uh, series producer Nick DePontier, right. they said there wouldn't be a better person to be part of this than you because you basically know the stuff backwards and you know how to write. So can you help us with this project? Because it's so important to Canadians. So I came aboard. I've been doing it in addition to my regular work with ABC News, and uh, it's been a true labor of love, I have to say. Now, uh, when you get uh, the uh, the viz of the uh, the series and, and go through it, and I know it's so tough because they say all the best stuff ends up on the, uh, on the floor, but how did you decide what to keep in, what to keep out? Because I tell you, the stuff you, you have in there, again, I'm having flashbacks. I remember how mm-hmm. upset everybody was during and before game. Game eight, the clip of mm-hmm. of Alan Eagleson, who actually was uh, one of the people that you talked to in that particular piece. Um, how did you decide what to keep and what not? Well, I guess that's storytelling. In the end, there are wonderful acts and uh, edited sections of the movie that had to be dropped for time. Quite frankly, I mean, each episode is an hour, but really. In TV time, that's basically 44 minutes. So great, great stuff had to be dropped. And we just had to stick with the storyline about what happened, why did it happen, what were the backstories to it, and how can we tell it in the most compelling way? Because we obviously don't want anyone to change a channel, and I don't think they will. But it, it just becomes a question of how do we move through such an epic 
period of time in the country when the country was so different than it is now and and tell a story and how not only how did how did what happened but how did it change the game and how did that change the country it is that big and so uh, I think that's that's kind of the magic of storytelling, and hopefully people will be happy with what we what we've got. But for example, there's a great scene that you'll be able to take a look at in social media because we're putting these deleted scenes on social media and things like that, where they decide that Ken Dryden is going to be the goalie of Game Eight, even though he wasn't really having as good a series, quite frankly, as Tony Esposito. But there's a reason why they did that, and we have to drop that scene from 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 Game Eight. You'll see it on social media, but basically. You just have to make choices, and uh, hopefully the choices we've made are the ones that are going to make people think we did justice to this amazing story. Our guest is co-writer and co-director of the fourth of a four-part documentary series called Summit 72. It'll be shown on the CBC starting Wednesday, September 14th. And then uh, the last episode, the one uh, that Ravi uh, is um, dealing with, co-wrote, co-directed that'll be shown on uh, ironically september the 28th which is the last day of course which is the anniversary of the paul henderson goal um i'm wondering when you sit down and you talk about the uh, ken dryden thing robbie one thing that that stands out at me and ken dryden has always as we know been so eloquent i remember seeing a a previous piece with him and and he admitted he said look going into game game a he said i could become the most hated man in canada without a question if I didn't deliver. This, I think, Robbie, shows people who weren't there then just how big this was, as you say, not just in sports, but in Canadian politics and Canadian history. And that passion and those stakes, setting the stakes of all this, is what these stories are all about, all four episodes. The four episodes are basically very quickly broken up. Game one in Montreal, where they get blown out of the water, is episode one, and the lead-up to that. Episode two is the remaining games in Canada, Winnipeg, uh, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Vancouver, and yep. how that uh, sketches a scene of what hockey meant. And then game, the third episode is the first three games in Moscow, where they fall behind, and then the final episode that I directed is, is you know, the one for all the Marvels game eight. So setting those stakes and understanding, I mean... You, could, you can only imagine. I think one of the things that the players told us a lot is that the moment came to them, this moment of, of absolute accountability, and you could never have thought it would have gotten that big, and you could never have understood how far you would go to win to be able to meet that moment. And it was by far the biggest moment for any of these, these guys in their careers, including winning Stanley Cups and Art Ross trophies and all the rest of it. They say to a man, and we, we go through it, why it was so important. So those stakes and the stakes of, of the country and, and, and people's, people being tied into something that they felt was personal to them uh, was unheard of for Canada back at those, in those days. And, and so we try to get into it. Hopefully, we, uh, as I said, we do justice to it. But um, it has been an amazing, amazing um, filmmaking adventure to go through all the archival uh, video and we've restored it all now in 4K. There's wonderful technology to make it really vivid and rich, but uh, it's still it's still about the people and the players and uh, and the pressure that they were under. Yeah, you'll feel it. And uh, the last point that that you talked about, I remember uh, hearing from Phil Esposito where he said in that series he said he never came close to ever consider killing somebody. He said, but in that series he said I came as close to probably wanting to kill somebody as I've ever come in my life. And he said that was scary, and I think that pretty well emphasizes, again, what the players are going through. He says it again in the film, 
And the way we've treated that when we went and visited with him in Florida, and by the way, I got to tell you, he is as amazing and as engaging as he ever was. You'll love Phil Esposito. If you didn't already, you're going to love him after this movie. And he talks about that, and he talks about why they were pushed to that point, and how come it mattered so much, and why the, the notion of Canada meant so much to those players, and they knew they were carrying the country on their backs, and they and they were fans of that. They they welcomed it. They weren't afraid of it. They they welcomed it, but they were you know they were wary of it as well. And and to this day, as I said, it's still their greatest adventure. And um, hopefully, we're able to uh, able to show people again why it meant so much and how it. And here's the other big piece: how it set up our country to grow and to understand international sports and to use sports as a way for culturally. Our, our rather monolithic culture to become far more worldly. We were on the world stage. Everybody was watching us for once, and, and you know what? Canada won. <laughs> it, it was like, I remember, I was a little kid. I was like, oh, my gosh, we actually won something. <laughs> this is so great. And so you get to relive those feelings again. Ravi Bakewell, uh, the co-writer and co-director of the fourth of a four-part series about the Summit Series. It previews and debuts um, on the CBC on Wednesday, September 14th. Uh, set your DVRs. You will not be disappointed. Ravi, congratulations. It is an absolutely uh, breathtaking look at uh, a big part of Canadian history. Can't thank you enough for taking the time. It is indeed my pleasure. All my best to uh, the great folks of Hamilton, and uh, love your show. Thank you so much for having me. All right, that's very much. Uh, thanks, Robbie. So there you have it. That is must, must viewing. Thanks for listening to the Hamilton Today podcast. You can listen to the show live weekday afternoons from 3 to 6 on 900CHML and online at 900CHML.com. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.